Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Rob Zamet and welcome back to the Doggy Pod. I hope you've had a great week. I am very happy to be here with you guys. Yep, Dr. Rob is always pretty <laughs> happy. He's the happy vet. That could be our new podcast, the happy vet. Anyway, uh, I'm his producer, Stephen Peters, and yes, this is the Doggy Pod, Australia's leading podcast on all things dogs. This week we're talking about support dogs at schools become very popular. I wish they had them when I was there. And um, we're going to answer a question, or Dr. Rob is, the, the, it's the question he gets asked the most, which is, can my dog get COVID? Now, I'll tell you everything you know, need to know about that. And we'll also answer a very interesting question from one of our listeners. And of course, this week's Fact, Fact or, or Fiction. I love that. Yay. <laughs> um, firstly, as we always do, Rob's a working vet. So what's been happening at the clinic this week? Yeah, look, this story is a sad story, Stephen, because I'm going to talk about behaviour. You know, we, we often talk about medical problems and we also get into behaviour, as you know. And the sad Doggy behaviour or your behaviour? Well, well, not my behaviour, but clients' behaviour. And the reason it's so sad is I've noticed it on a lot of websites, both locally in this area uh, where vets are saying, listen, people, slow it down and stop being nasty to our staff. You know, it's crazy. I don't know what's going on. Well, pe- you... people coming in and being rude to your staff. Unbelievably rude. Unbelievable. People coming in and saying, well, I had an appointment. Now, I know when people have appointments, they get a text, so they should know. And If they've had appointments in the past, they know they get a text. So coming in and saying, oh, look, I had an appointment. Why isn't it there? Well, you didn't get a text, obviously, because it's not in our computer system. Um, but other reasons too. Oh, look, I had one person tell me I'm not compassionate to the owners of dogs, and I'm thinking, gosh, you know, like that's a big thing to say about I love helping people with their dogs and I love people that love their dogs. I certainly adore 
dogs and cats and all animals. And it was just, I, th- I felt a bit heavy about that when someone said that to me. Um, yeah, they were really, I, I was dealing with one emergency and they rang me on the emergency phone. So I had to answer that at the same time as I'm dealing with the emergency. And they were just inquiring about the dog that they had in hospital. I said, look, I'll have to call you back because you know, I'm in the middle of an emergency. Oh, you are not very compassionate about... Uh, oh, really? To pe- I thought, whoa. Yeah, like when their dog had come in that n- the previous night on an emergency and I looked after that straight away, dropped everything. Um, I-, I remember it was you know, around dinner time, I dropped my dinner and off I went. And that, <laughs> the dog came first. So I found that a bit harsh. Now I'm looking around, at, uh, yeah, talking to other vets, and it's becoming a little bit of a trend that they feel, well, let's beat the vets up and let's beat their staff up. Now, I have to say... Is that the general trend, do you think, because people are just COVID-weary and I, cranky? I, I'm generally? sure they are, and as we all are, including the vets and the staff. You know, we're all very weary about wearing masks, about having to check in, check out, do all sorts of other things. We're all pretty fed up with it. I understand that. But we're all trying to help each other. And as we say, we're all in this together. So let's work together to pre- promote. There's no reason to be angry and upset and having go at staff and veterinarians. Would you do it to your doctor if you were sick and your doctor you know, had you by the... No, of course you wouldn't. <laughs> so, yeah, don't do it, to your, don't do it to, your, to the staff and the vets because, and this is, as I said, Stephen, this was not just me, uh, a local vet that, that op- does you know, a good operator. They do good work down at Riverston Veterinary Hospital. I mentioned them because they are good people there as well. And they were saying it on their website, you know, take it easy on our staff, please. That vets have to come out and say this is you know, beyond reality, isn't it? Like, you shouldn't have to come out and say this in, in the real world, and yet we do. So please be kind to your veterinary staff, to the nurses, the receptionists, and the veterinarian. Yeah, we need a, a be kind to vet day. That's it. Okay, one of the things that exists now that didn't exist when I was at school, and uh, which I wish it, wish it did, and that is uh, support dogs uh, are apparently a big thing. I was with some a bunch of friends recently, and all of them had kids at school, and all of them had support dogs at school. Um, I just think it's brilliant, but uh, I'm just keen to know how it works and why. I, I know. Rob, you used to do this years ago, didn't you? Well, we did. Yeah, we started with uh, dogs both at schools and at preschools as well, trying to get children used to dogs and uh, children to relax and stop being anxious about life generally. I mean, there's lots of benefits. Firstly, there's a physical benefit. Straight away, if a a child is anxious, their blood pressure's up. Just being with a dog and having a dog there and patting a dog, their blood pressure goes down straight away. It just does that physically to any child. It does that to adults as well. Socially, of course, um, having a dog there, for some reason, it builds kids' self-esteem. They, they're able to talk and express themselves a little bit more. And because the interactions between the students, that they'll talk about their own dog at home, or, wow, I love this breed of dog, or that breed, oh, this is my favourite breed. And there's interactions with the teachers, and that's important these days at schools. There's often not enough interactions with all students and their teachers because students get a bit anxious about even talking to the teacher. Now, here's the thing we have said on the doggy pod before. It helps cognitive function. 
It makes kids more alert because they're, you know, wow, there's a dog there and they see it and they're a bit happier and up they go. It helps their memory and it helps their problem-solving skills. That's been shown in uh, quite a few um, analysis that they've done of children with and without dogs on the same problems. Quite amazing. But are the dogs just in the classroom with them? I mean, how does yeah, it work? The, well, it depends on the school. Some of them just, you know, the, the dog comes to class with a teacher. And, you know, the dogs have to have some time off. They don't do it uh, every class, every session. They have some time off in between. Not that the dog's doing a lot, but there's sometimes, you know, the dogs need a bit of downtime on their own. But the dog comes to class and uh, they've, they've been already trained. They've been uh, looked at as far as temperament is concerned, as far as you know, how friendly they are with kids and accept all of a sudden, if, you know, if there's a loud noise, do they get anxious, the dog gets anxious or become aggressive or anything or run away or get frightened? All those things are tested in the dogs before, plus a lot of training for the dogs themselves. And remember we used to say about training, if your child... Uh, wants to obedience train your, your dog, it's a great thing because it actually helps their cognitive functions. It teaches them how to learn and they do better at school. So the dogs you know, wander around the classroom or if there's a particular uh, problem with a child, they'll often, you know, let, let's go and talk to a counsellor and the dog will be there as well because it helps that emotional and, and mental uh, issues that kids might have with anxiety. The dog actually lifts the mood of a whole class. If there's, if everybody's feeling a bit anxious or worried, exams coming up, it lifts the mood and relaxes them. So it's working well. I'm thinking of going back to school. Yeah, let's do that. Take our dogs. Alrighty, I reckon there's one question that Rob gets asked more than any other question. Uh, well, certainly over the last couple of years. Uh, I was probably never asked to be <laughs> that. And that is, can my dog get COVID? And we, we had talk, t- talked about it uh, way back at the beginning when we started this podcast. Um, but things have changed and uh, you know, Omicron exists and Delta exists. and um, so. But yeah, still. Dr. Rob gets asked that same question. So do you want to tell us what you what you say to people when they ask you, Rob, can my dog get COVID? Yeah, it's a good question. And essentially, no, uh, that yes, there have been a couple of cases around the world. And because they're so unusual, they make headlines. And then everybody gets worried, well, what about my dog? What about my dog? You've got more chance of winning Powerball. Hey, Stephen, did you pick up that ticket on Powerball? Yeah, of course I did. Oh, good, yeah, thank goodness. Because we've got more chance of winning that than than our dogs getting COVID. What we get mixed up with is there is... COVID is part of a large family of viruses called the coronaviruses. Now, it's not just... There's alpha forms and beta forms. The dog and cat forms are in the alpha forms. The human forms are in the beta forms. Back in 2017 there was worry about a coronavirus on the island of Haiti that might go from dogs to people, but never came to anything at all. And yes, we get worried about the coronaviruses that other animals have, um, bats, etc., transferring to humans. But most viruses tend to be very species-specific. Not all viruses. I mean, rabies is not species-specific. It crosses the species barrier very easily. Uh, And so do other viruses. However, most of them tend to stick within that species. 
and COVID-19, which is the corona that's uh, come out of China, we know that, uh, affects humans only. Very rarely, and yes, there have been cases, people tell you here and there, oh, there was a lion here and a, you know, a dog there. Big deal, don't worry about it. COVID-19 will not affect your dog, and therefore your dog cannot affect you with COVID-19. So when you take your dog for a walk, no, you do not have to put a mask on your dog. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that advice, Ryan. (laughs) Good idea. All right, it's become one of our more popular segments. It's time for Fact Fact or or Fiction. fiction. Yep, that's it. Fact or Fiction. Um, So, as far as I'm concerned, it's fact. And uh, I I won't be told otherwise, except by you, Rob. And that is uh, (laughs) that uh, a dog that wags its tail is a happy dog. If a dog's sitting there wagging its tail, that is, is fact that that means that that is a happy dog. And I want you to explain why. If it's fact, of course. Well, I'm afraid it's not a fact. It's fiction. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Look, most of the time they are happy, yeah, but you've got to look at the whole animal, holistic approach, people. You know, you want us to do it as veterinarians, you should do it as people. Read the whole body language. Most times when the dog is wagging its tail, it is happy. However, it could be anxious if the tail's down, it's wagging furiously and coming at you and crouching a little bit. It's anxious, that's anxiety, it's even fear in that way. It's wagging its tail very quickly because it's very anxious and trying to get some approval from you or some sign from you that everything's all right. If the, the dog's tail is straight up in the air and wagging, that's usually aggression. Yeah, they're trying to dominate the situation. They're up there. So tail wagging uh, is, is, can be aggression. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it can be like the dog's up on its toes and its head will be very high and its tail will be right up, making a bit of a flag of, hey, what's going on here? I'm the boss. And it can very quickly turn into a, an, an attack as well. So read the whole thing. Nine times out of ten, yeah, they are happy. And we see that. You know, they're just happy. But it's got to be a relaxed dog, a relaxed tail wag. I'm just I mean, so dogs are generally pretty bloody happy animals, aren't they, really? Oh, yeah. You don't, they're beautiful. So, yeah, I love them. And, uh, and they are a happy creature. They want to be happy. 
if a dog is constantly being harassed and harangued and uh, it, it, it can break the dog. I, I understand that. And then you have to do a lot of work to try and save these dogs. So, but generally they are happy creatures that love you and just, you know, they are the most forgiving creatures in the world. You will never know true love unless you know the love of a dog. If you want to understand true love, you've got to own a dog at some stage in your life. I'm telling you now, people. Well, I think everybody that, should well, own a dog at some stage in their oh, life. And I'm, goodness I'm gracious, assuming of most people that listen to the podcast own a dog or two or three. So, um, so. so that's fiction. Okay. It's fiction, yeah. Nine times out of ten, I would say, yeah, they're, they are happy. That's why they're wagging their tail. But it's got to be the whole body's got to be relaxed. And the tail wags just a relaxed, happy, yeah, happy to see. Of course, yeah, they, they come in when you come home because they've been waiting for you to get home. You're home and it's a furious tail wag. It doesn't mean that they're going to attack or anything. They're, they're really extra happy because they're your dog. You understand that. But if the tail's up and it's wagging, you know, just that, especially it looks like almost like a vibration sometimes. That's usually a sign of uh, aggression. Uh, but if, if the tail's right down and they're wagging, it's anxiety and fear. All right, if anybody's got a, a, um, a question for Dr. Rob, the best way to get an answer from Dr. Rob is um, send the question to thedoggypod at gmail.com. And um, we, we get around to answering them. Sorry, we don't get around to all of them, but um, most of them we do, and um, we answer them on the show. Now, we've got a doozy here uh, so that <laughs> came sure through is. a little while ago, and it's, um, it's, from, it's about what to feed the dog, their dog. It's from a, from a frustrated chef called Paul. Now, I'll, I'll read it very quickly because it's a bloody long uh, question a uh, big fan of your podcast thank you very much uh the above um so he's talking about what he gives his dogs right so zucchini 45 grams kangaroo meatballs 24 grams gravy 40 grams steak 35 grams spinach 6 grams chicken heart 5 grams chicken liver 5 grams meat stew 34 grams sweet potato 30 grams brown rice 15 grams and some canned dog food 60 grams for breakfast they have 40 grams of gravy and 45 grams of chicken leg meat between my two puppies jackie being about 4.5 kilos and hutch being about 6.5 i divide that dinner up 40 60 with dry food my god these dogs are doing well (laughs) what do you think of this menu combo dr rob is it okay or am i doing them harm one day i even give them bananas as a treat but i'm not a huge fan myself so um Obviously, Paul, frustrated chef's got a bit of time together, but is that that's? I mean, I'm guessing any dog would absolutely love that menu. Oh yeah, and any kid loves McDonald's, but would you feed the kid McDonald's oh. all the time? Good oh. question. Oh. So you got to decide: is it balanced because it's got a lot in it? What has got a lot is meat, and yeah, the problem is we think of dogs as being carnivores, being meat eater. No, the dog's a carnivore. It's an animal eater. It eats all the cooked vegetable matter inside the herbivore. It eats the bone, the brisket, you know, all that bone with calcium. It eats a lot more than just the muscle or meat. What we, what we call meat is just muscle. So you've got to balance it out. And if you look at Paul's diet, he's got kangaroo well, meat. Well, I think it's Paul's diet. 
<laughs> well, no, that's true. <laughs> no, for his dogs, well, it's probably better for Paul. It's got kangaroo meat. It's got steak. Uh, it's got heart, chicken hearts, chicken livers, uh, and then meat stew on top of that, and then chicken legs, chicken meat legs in the morning. My concern, Paul, is maybe that's a lot of meat, especially if they're puppies. So with pups, you've really got to be careful of how you balance it. Your ratio of 40 to 60, I'd probably be more inclined to give 20% uh, of a meat product and 80% dry food and mix that together with a little bit of water to make sure it mixes through. The chicken leg meat, if that's not cooked, I would absolutely drop that from the diet. There's a very good paper that's come out of Werribee uh, University in uh, Victoria. The veterinary school there showed that if you feed raw poultry to dogs, they are inclined to get a paralysis called polyradiculoneuritis. Um, certainly, I would not feed any raw poultry. Plus, you've got the other worries of salmonella or E. coli being in the meat, which is not uncommon with chickens. So with chicken meat, always cooked. The heart and the liver, though it's not much in it, is very, very high in phosphorus. And uh, combine that with the steak and the kangaroo, that's a lot of phosphorus in the diet. A diet should have more calcium than phosphorus. So just so what foods sure give calcium out. then? Um, well, bones give calcium. If you're looking at foods that give calcium, it's basically raw bones, uh, which I don't mind. But the ones that we like are things like raw lamb necks, uh, raw uh, brisket bone, ideal because it's a nice soft bone, um, or even ribs are okay. I don't like any raw chicken bones at all. Drop the chicken or cook the chicken uh, in the morning. If you're giving gravy with chicken leg meat, the chicken leg meat must be cooked. Um, don't, don't but do you think it it's worth Paul's that. effort to give that sort of variety or, or are you saying that's just too much? Um, look, don't change it. If the dogs are okay on that, they're doing well as far as no diarrhoea, no soft motions, don't change it each day. Uh, decrease the eggs because he said it's always got eggs in it. Too much egg uh, can knock out the thiamine. It has a, egg has a thing called thiaminase. Um, mind you, if it's cooked and the meatballs are cooked, probably not so bad, but raw egg has a lot of thiaminase, which knocks out thiamine in, in your dog's diet, so be careful of that. Is that okay to give all that variation? Yeah, look, there's no problem with that, Stephen, but don't change it. Once a dog's um, used to that, don't think, oh, I'm going to change the spinach for kale or I'm going to change the zucchini for some other vegetable. You keep changing it, that's not good for dogs. Dogs aren't sort of thinking, oh, gosh, I had this last night, I'm having it again. They're not like that. They live in the moment. There's the food. Oh, yum, beautiful. Thank you very much. There's the food tomorrow. Beautiful. And Paul does make a point. He says, I'm thinking about giving him some bananas, but he doesn't. he's not keen on it. Bananas are quite good for dogs. Don't overdo it again. But has um, uh, some very good things in it, potassium, etc., which helps, especially in hot weather. Bananas can be quite good for dogs. Yeah, because Paul said, uh, I didn't mention it before, but yes, he makes meatballs with uh, grated roots, root vegetables, such as parsnips, turnips, swedes, carrots, celery. Um, and then, yeah, mixes that with eggs and breadcrumbs. My God, I'm, I'm going around to Paul's place for dinner. <laughs> Yeah, don't overhumanize the food. Um, dogs, you know, the dry food is good for them. Mix it with your wet food that you've made up for them, by all means. Probably don't look at the chicken livers and chicken hearts so much. I'd drop those. Uh, and I, I'd probably think about giving them some 
calcium supplement just to make sure because they're only little guys. They're 4.5 kilos and 6.5 kilos. We don't want to get it wrong because their bones will suffer very quickly. So just take it easy with those. Decrease the amount. The proportion should be more dry food than the, than wet, a bit more like even 30, 70 would, would be okay. A little bit of calcium, and I think you've got a good diet. So there you go, Paul. Bon appetit. Yum, yum. All right, it's that sad time of the show where we have to say goodbye. Um, but it's the happy part of the show because Rob always likes to leave us with some words of canine wisdom, which uh, he's going to do again right now. Uh, thanks for hey, listening. I mean, it is a sad time, and uh, with COVID <laughs> making us a bit sadder, uh, what you've got to remember, if you've got a 30 or 40 kilo dog to lick your tears away and try and sit in your lap, it's very hard to then feel sad, isn't it, folks? So... Bring your dog inside and let him sit on your lap. Yes. Um, and so please, uh, if you're not already, follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, we're always posting stuff there, uh, some some quite random stuff. Didn't you? The other day, Rob, you posted a photo of you um, on Instagram of you operating on a, what was it? A marmot or something? A marmoset. Yeah, it's a, a little monkey. Yes. Smallest mammal I've ever had to desex, Stephen. That was you quite were amazing. Desexing a marmoset. Yes. If, well, if you and had to be very careful, couldn't take the ovaries out because if you take everything out, they get ostracised from the rest of the colony and uh, become very withdrawn and will literally kill themselves with depression. So I had to leave the ovaries in so she'd cycle and just take the uh, uterus out. It's for Zambi Wildlife Sanctuary, and we don't breed animals there. We just look after them. So we needed to stop her reproducing because she would just go on for for ages and uh, keep her happy <laughs> in the colony. Randy bagger? No, that's marmoset for you. <laughs> so uh, was that your? were they your words of wisdom before? They were. They oh, were. Okay, it, right. Bring it open. Remember, open the back door. Let your dog inside. Let them sit on your lap, folks. Especially Regardless if of the sad. size. They will lick your tears away. All the best, folks. See you next week. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 